Can you please enumerate for our Gibi friends the top 10 countries with the best standard of living, you know, the best quality of life? Hmm. I mean, there's Canada, uh, Switzerland, Australia. There's all the Nordic countries like Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and the Netherlands. I mean, there's a few more, but why are you asking? So that we and our listeners can pick one, pack our bags, and get the f*** out of here before it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sandra, and hello to all of our Doobie friends listening right now. Hi, Neil. Hi, guys, and welcome to Dubious. We are obviously joking in the intro. We're not leaving yet. First, we vote. And if that doesn't work, then we leave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. We could go to Finland. Finland loves us. We've been in like the top 10 history podcasts there. There are number one fans besides the English-speaking countries. Yes, and we love them all and all our listeners. So today's episode is actually a mini episode. And as many of you already know, we introduce the mini episodes because sometimes we need to talk about more than one thing in a week. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Some of us are very opinionated, some more than others. I'll pretend I didn't hear that. So, <laughs> so real fast, before we get into the GOP's plan to literally, not symbolically, rewrite the Constitution and transform America into Trump world, uh, some of you guys DM'd us and asked when the next bonus mini episode is coming out. Now, the mini episodes are not a regular thing. We might do for a month or none or just one. It all depends on what's going on and also... If we have the time, I mean, we wish each day had 48 hours. Also, guys, the bonus mini episodes are free, just like our regular weekly ones. And of course, we have our premium episodes, which are exclusively available to our patrons through dubiouspod.com or by clicking on the Become a Patron link in the episode notes. We make two of those every month. That's it. So on to the Constitutional Convention Plan of the GOP. Okay, so this is what's happening. The GOP is pushing for an unprecedented convention to rewrite our constitution, the United States legal bedrock since 1778. And so far, 19 states have joined this rapidly growing Republican movement to call for a new constitutional convention. And we know this sounds crazy. So do a Goog search real fast and you'll see the New York Times wrote about this, PBS, The Hill, Newsweek, and so on. We are not into conspiracy theories. A side Goog, as Sandra once said, a Goog. (laughs) A Goog, yes. A Goog search. It's hard talk. (laughs) I know. So anyway, a constitutional convention would be a disaster. I mean, the end of the trajection of American democracy, as everybody knows it. What the GLP effectively wants to do is to fundamentally remake the United States. So we become even more Gilead than women already are, a completely conservative nation. Yes, and these are not just words or rumors. They have a plan. They are well-funded, they are methodic and relentless, and they are willing to play the long game. And this plan is already in motion. In December of 2021, at the American Legislative Exchange Council in San Diego, Rick Santorum, the former Republican senator, uh, the CNN contributor, and he's been a two-time presidential candidate, said in regards to all of this, quote, you take this grenade and you pull the pin. You got a live piece of ammo in your hands. 
34 states. If every Republican legislator votes for this, we have a constitutional convention. My dubimeter is skyrocketing. It's going out of control. (laughs) And look, what's even scarier, the Republicans know what they are doing. They know the implications of this. The grenade analogy is actually solid. They want to blow up democracy. Yes, absolutely they know. And there's some tricky details into how all this would work. We'll explain as we go. And we wouldn't even have found out what was discussed at this ALEC summit, if not for the Center for Media and Democracy. This was supposed to stay hush-hush, you know, among Republicans and their donors only. But uh, Center for Media and Democracy obtained the audio transcript and shared it with Business Insider. We'll link the reporting in our episode notes. They are at Exposed by CMD on Twitter, by the way. And uh, yeah, you should give them a follow and... uh, Thanks for uncovering this stuff. Yes, especially Alex Koch, uh, K-O-T-S-C-H, the senior investigative reporter from CMD. Follow him too, guys, because these are the people who will be the resistance if a dictatorship happens. (laughs) Yeah, free speech won't be a thing anymore if uh, Republicans get their way. They even alluded to that in this private meeting or, you know, summit or whatever they call it. All these watchdogs trying to protect democratic values will be silenced. That's what happens in totalitarian regimes. And we did elaborate on that and a bunch of other related things going on right now in this country in our episode about the purge inside CNN. Actually, I think a lot of what we discussed there complements the subject at hand. We basically explained how our democracy has been eroded and how we are at a tipping point. Yeah, Sandra got worked up in that episode. She's from Romania, a former Soviet satellite country. So she's seen this stuff before. She knows what totalitarianism looks like, and she can see it more clearly than, let's say, the average American who thinks all of our checks and balances are set in stone. Uh, She laid it all out to the point where she's uh, trying to give me a panic attack. (laughs) I didn't even believe all this when she said we should do an episode about this. I was thinking, well, they can't do that. But then I read into it and maybe she's right. Maybe they can. So we should be scared. These are scary times. Anyway, this whole constitutional convention thing was until very recently uh, behind the curtains out of the public view initiative. That's why we call this a secret plan in the title. But on September 4, 2022, the New York Times wrote an article entitled A Second Constitutional Convention? Some Republicans Want to Force One. Yeah, and the whole ALEC organization is a concoction of the Koch brothers that we've mentioned in at least one other episode I can remember before. I think it was a premium one. But in any case, we've also got Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And by the way, Texas, you have a choice. Beto O'Rourke for governor over Greg Abbott. I mean, you f***ed up when you picked Ted Cruz over Beto in the 2018 Senate race. You mess up again and nobody's going to feel sorry for you when you freeze in your homes and Ted flies to Cancun. Just saying. (laughs) Yeah. So according to the New York Times article, quote, Jody Arrington, a conservative Texas Republican, believes it is well past time for something the nation has not experienced for more than two centuries, a debate over rewriting the Constitution. Yes, and then Arrington shifted from debate to, I quote, I think the states are due a convention. 
And it's not just words. Like we said, in July, Arrington introduced legislation to direct the archivists of the United States to tally applications for a convention from state legislators and compel Congress to schedule a gathering when enough states have petitioned for one. I'm getting palpitations. Do you need another one of your yoga breaks? Yes, I actually do. (laughs) Come on, doopy friends. Let's do it together. You know the drill. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. All right. Are you better now? A bit, yes. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So I can't believe this wasn't and still isn't breaking news on all the major media outlets. Maybe they haven't put together all of the little finer details of this yet, but I guess that there are so many dangers to American democracy coming from the GOP that, you know, it's become daily news and they got to prioritize what's more likely to uh, do the most damage first, (laughs) like uh, halting the FBI investigation that that federal judge from Cali, Columbia, Eileen (laughs) Cannon. You know, it's crazy. But anyways. I get it. It might take a few years for the GOP to pull this off, but I'm going to use something Rick Santorum said at that ALEC meeting to uh, reinforce this point a little bit. Quote, no one five years ago would have said that Roe versus Wade would be overturned. No one in this room. For the last 25 years, people in the pro-life movement did the blocking and tackling necessary for this day to come. Exactly. They've been slowly and with determination working towards their goal until they got there. And nobody believed they would, not even themselves. That's why when I hear people saying a dictatorship can't happen here, I lose my sh**. It can and it will if we are passive. Actually, it's not looking great at this point for America. You know, democracy is not a spectator game. And on this note, I would like to recommend uh, to everybody a book entitled It Can't Happen Here by Louis Sinclair. (laughs) I mean, look, a constitutional convention would be a complete disaster. And it's not just one fringe Republican organization, Alec, you know, pushing for this or just Rick Santorum. It's what the GOP wants. There are a myriad of organizations and groups working towards this goal. And then there's the Convention for States Action, COSA. They have massive funding, too. Yeah, and it's really unfolding, happening as we speak. According to the Center for Media and Democracy... COSA has been working for years to enlist states into a plan to hold a constitutional convention. Fifteen state legislatures have voted to convene the convention. Nine states have passed a convention bill in one chamber, and 18 additional states have active legislation regarding a convention. Two-thirds of the states, 34, must pass a convention call for it to occur, and 19 states are already on board, like Santorum said himself. Others are halfway there. Either way, 19, that's more than half the states, guys. And we have the midterm elections coming up, and the Republicans are pushing to retake control of Congress. Yeah, and in the New York Times article we mentioned earlier, Russ Feingold, the former Democratic senator from Wisconsin and president of the American Constitution Society, says that a constitutional convention is an exceptionally dangerous threat from the right and suggests it is closer to reality than most people realize. Quote, We are very concerned that Congress, if it becomes Republican, will call a convention. This could gut our Constitution. There needs to be a real concern and attention about what they might do. We are putting out the alert. If you think this is democracy's moment of truth, this is one of those things. 
It is what the Republicans hope to achieve is taking advantage of Article 5 of our constitution. Should I say our current constitution? Are you going to have it? <laughs> I mean, more specifically, a certain aspect of it that was never used before. Article 5 says in part that Congress, quote, on the application of the legislatures of two-thirds of the several states shall call a convention for proposing amendments. Throughout our country's history, 27 amendments have been added to the Constitution, but only by another complicated route, with the amendments originating in Congress subject to ratification by the states. What the Republicans want now is pretty much kind of like unchecked control of this. It's insanity, but so was the idea of overturning Roe v. Wade, and they did it. Look at us now. And let me clarify the particular part of this that makes this a big deal. Article 5 is not very long. Anybody can Google this and read it right away. But what we're talking about in the middle, in which it lays out the process by which a new constitution entirely or amendments can be proposed by this method, it says changes shall be valid to all intents and purposes as part of this constitution when ratified by the legislatures of three-fourths of the several states or by conventions in three-fourths thereof, as the one or the other mode of ratification may be proposed by Congress. It's the second part of that that is the tricky one here that they're trying to zero in on. Because normally, somebody would look at this and say, well, a constitutional convention, what's that going to do? They can propose and rewrite all they want, but three-fourths of the state still have to go along. Yeah, but, or... There's this other way that may be proposed to ratify the changes as well. And who's going to decide the other way? Even if you want to fight about it, it goes to the Supreme Court. And last time I checked, the Trump administration managed to accomplish four of the nine of the Supreme Court. Basically, they have majority control over who decides what this means. Yes, yes. That's why this is so dangerous and it's a prospect that, you know, fills me with dread. Yes, it's not good. They did it with Roe v. Wade. Like, this is the thing. They work at it until they get it. They are relentless. And by the way, guys, we have a really good episode about the way they worked on that goal for decades. It actually started with racism and religious extremism. Uh, the one about Roe versus Wade is called Forced Pregnancy. Because banning abortions is seen as a crime against humanity by the UN and every other sane person in the world. But anyways, back to our amendments. Even adding or modifying one of those is obviously a quite serious thing. No American under 30 has experienced this country amending the Constitution in his or her lifetime. Yes, much less rewriting the Constitution to fit their agenda. I mean, because that's what the Republicans want. They don't want minor changes. They want to redefine this country. And there's the very real danger of a, quote, runaway convention. Exactly. If a constitutional convention happens and constitutional amendments are proposed, things could easily get out of control and the GOP could propose anything at all. There is no telling what they might do. There is no limit or direction anywhere in the existing constitution regarding that. They could propose an amendment that would annul freedom of speech or reduce the freedom of the press. They could propose an amendment that would criminalize same-sex marriage. There's no telling. And trust me, they would. They would do a lot of bad things, make no mistake about it, because they do not like democracy. 
Yeah, I mean, Rick Santorum himself said this at the ALEC meeting. Quote, pure democracy is not the greatest idea. So a runaway convention is not a myth, it's not craziness. It's at this point, if they manage to pull this constitutional convention off, almost a certainty. Of course, the Republicans say that a runaway convention where delegates propose and vote on unrestricted amendments regarding any issue won't happen. But again, and I can't stress this enough, nothing in the Constitution limits the scope of a convention once it has been convened. And these people, the GOP, the party that is actively plotting to end democracy, talks about the deep state. I mean, and again, this is from Santorum at the same conference. The deep state is real. I mean, it's just real. You all know this from your own legislature, your own state governments. (laughs) It's really, (laughs) I mean, this guy is really unbelievable. They're so unhinged and broken from reality that, uh, you know, it's hard to come up with a good commentary. But anyways, I want to highlight something else essential to all this. The entire Constitutional Convention effort aligns pretty well with uh, our boy Don Trump's goals. In fact, so well that another group involved with this, CSG Action, according to the Center for Media and Democracy, received $2.1 million in 2016 from two groups associated with Leonard Leo, Trump's point person for stacking the federal courts with right-wing judges. And that's just the one contribution we happen to know about. I mean, I'm not surprised at all. If you guys want to hear more about Leonard Leo, check out our episode about Clarence and Jenny Thomas. We cover him in detail in that episode. Now, what else do we know about the money? Who's funding this attempt to end democracy, this push for a constitutional convention? Well, the parent organization of COSA, Citizens for Self-Governments, gets most of its funding from anonymous donations via donor-advised fund sponsors. From 2012 through 2018, the group received nearly $7.6 million from the Vanguard Charitable Endowment Program, a fund that passes along its clients' charitable donations to the nonprofits of their choice. Donors also include Donors Trust and Donors Capital Fund, right-wing donor-advised fund sponsors used by the GOP mega-donors such as the Koch and Mercer families. Of course, the Koch and Mercer families. (laughs) Yes, you're always going to find them. They're underneath every stone. And then there's the Mercer Family Foundation as well. They donate directly, too, not only indirectly, and a whole other list of foundations. Surely, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but kind of gives you an idea of who our Constitution will be written for. It's not going to be for a uh, sort of theoretical we the people anymore. Nope. Corporations, the 1%, that is who our laws will work for, even more than they do now. If you think you have it bad now, just wait. I mean, Mark Meckler, the president of COSA, one of these groups fighting to rewrite the Constitution, said that the Citizens United ruling, which relied on the idea that corporations should be treated as people, was, quote, one of the greatest free speech decisions in American history. And that decision was written by the guy who sold his life's work to the Trump administration for another Supreme Court appointment so that his son could get promoted at Deutsche Bank, our boy Anthony Kennedy. So, yeah, this is as bad as it gets. It was, you know, the worst possible decision, honestly. And, you know, make no mistake, everything that matters, 
all these other issues, climate change, education, uh, health care, free speech, uh, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, freedom from religion, everything would be impacted and irreparably changed if a constitutional convention were to take place. The damage would be incalculable. Yes, and compounded with everything else Republicans have been doing, this would effectively mean the end of democracy, and this plan is in place, and they will tirelessly work at it, regardless if Trump wins or not. In a way, I think this might be their safety net to overtake and destroy democracy if Trump doesn't accomplish that first in 2024. The gerrymandering, the calls to violence, the coup attempt, the halting of the FBI investigation into the top secret documents at Mar-a-Lago, all of these are examples that the system is barely holding. We avoided the dictatorship on January 6th by the skin of our teeth and at the cost of human lives. Biden was 100% right in his Soul of the Nation speech. We are at the crossroads. Yeah, pretty much. So what does your dubimeter for this episode say? Uh, What do we got from one to 10 for let's rewrite the Constitution in the image of Rick Santorum? (laughs) (laughs) A thousand. Joking. I don't know, like 20. I know the limit is 10, but no, the Constitutional Convention thing is a 20 on my dubimeter scale because this is so scary. And what's even scarier and super dubious is that not a lot of people even know about this, not even the Trump supporters, I think. I mean, they all claim they love the Constitution so much, but do they really? Because I bet they will rally behind Trump and the GOP to have our most important legal text, the bedrock of our entire legal system, maimed and transformed beyond recognition. Yeah, it's perfect hypocrisy. But a bit more history before we close this up. Their buddy Scalia that was on the Supreme Court since the Reagan administration, that was his whole thing. And he is supposedly their ideological influence in all of this. Scalia's thing was that the original Constitution is perfect, just like the scriptures, and they can never be changed or interpreted. Well, it seems (laughs) that that's not that big a deal anymore to certain people. And it turns out those certain people are the same people as Scalia's people. So they're good at hypocrisy. I guess you got to give them credit for that, too. Yeah. And they also know that the vast majority of Americans are not going to sign on to all of this. So it's a long term plan with lots of moving pieces that they have to gradually piece together. But they don't care. I mean, it's all in the audio of that Alec meeting. You guys can find all of that on exposedbycmd.org. It's the first link we'll drop in the notes for this episode. So do you agree with Dubimeter 20? I did not when you told me that you wanted to do an episode about this. I (laughs) I mean, you caught me off guard, too, to be honest. It sounds crazy. I know the first time I read about it, I also thought I'm like, this can't. But it was a New York Times article. So I was like, okay. I mean, like, let me look at it. And then I found more about it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is for real. Before we go, because we haven't done this in a while, we have a book recommendation, too. The book is called The Constitution in Jeopardy, An Unprecedented Effort to Rewrite Our Fundamental Law and What We Can Do About It by Russ Feingold and Peter Prendeville. Russ Feingold is the former Democratic senator from Wisconsin that we talked about earlier. Yes. So what can we do about this? Vote, vote, vote. I'll vote too, because now I'm also an American citizen. And also, by the way, we have no deals or incentives to recommend the book, just to be very clear. Well, that's all we got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed this mini dubisode. Well, not really enjoyed. I mean, we're tragic sometimes, and this is one of those. So 
I guess the subject is depressing, but, you know, interesting and informative, at least. Yes, I hope you guys found it interesting and informative. And that's it. Thank you for listening to Be Friends. We love you guys. See you all next time. <laughs>